0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of the podcast, Leadership in Construction. I'm your host, Michael, and today I've got an absolute brilliant guest with us. Um, I've, I've met uh, this uh, gentleman through uh, LinkedIn, uh, and he's been an inspiration to me since sort of knowing him. He's an entrepreneur uh, running businesses in engineering, property, and even a fitness coach. Um, so I'd like to welcome our guest, Graham Backe. How are you doing?
1: I'm very well, thank you very much Michael for asking me to be on here. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Thank you very much. Now I appreciate you uh, coming on to be the second guest um, and I want to start off really by asking, uh, first of all, how did you get into construction? What was it that led you into this industry?
1: So I get into construction when I was at school. I've got, I've got two older brothers and two of them both work in construction. One in particular was one that I followed who was a civil engineer. I just kind of saw him when I was at school at 16, he was 26, so he was he was 10 years older than me. I saw him make quite good money and it looked as if it looked as if it was quite a good industry, so that is the kind of reasons why that I get into it, because I was just following my brother, to be honest. It wasn't that I had a passion for it, I just, I just saw that it looked as if it paid well and it looked good, so that was basically it. Um, I then went from School onto to college, um, I didn't have the grades to get into university, I had to go to college first, then went to university and then went out and worked with a company for about 18 months and during the time when I was at college um, and university I also worked part-time with my brother anytime I could and that's what kind of gave me an experience that when I came out of university that I got a
0: job quite quickly with a company. And and the university, uh, that, that was full-time was it? Yeah, so... That
1: was full time, so I did
0: two years at college,
1: and then because I did well at college, I got into my third year at university. So oh, yeah. I just completed I just completed a bachelor's. I, I never did the honours because I'd, well, I didn't really fancy doing it. And I got offered a job because there was a company that came in who were doing adv- um, who were doing interviews, in the university, and they needed a setting out engineer, a trainee setting out engineer. And because I'd had a bit of experience with my brother, I got the job with them. So I was quite happy to leave and that was actually round about when the recession happened it must have been around about 2008 2007 and I got the job and then about a year and a half later that's when the recession happened so it was good timing on that front mm.
0: and so what have you sort of been doing on the engineering construction front since sort of university and uh, having that first job
1: yep so I worked for a company called Ogilvy Construction so at the time they, were, they, they had about five or six schools um, they were building each each range from about 15 to 25 million pounds in a project. So it's quite big. So, in those kind of jobs, I just kind of worked with an engineer where I would set all the bolts in terms of for all the steelwork, I would do all the foundations, I would do all the external works like um, all your landscaping. Um, and then from there, I was there for about 18 months. And then I left from there, went on, to, actually went to Australia, went to Australia travelling for a year when I was 21, 22, came back. I couldn't get a job because when I came back, it was basically when the recession had happened. So I phoned up my old company, but they didn't have any availability. They were actually letting people go. So my brother, he was a freelance engineer. And he says, just start up a company so that you can then try and get on a job as a contractor. So I got on a job for two weeks. who It was actually someone who I worked with from the previous job before I went to Australia. He said, there's a job here for two weeks if you want it. I went there, the two weeks turned into two years and I was doing that there, that was house building. So that was where we were building houses. I was doing all the setting out for that. I was starting to do a wee bit of management there but I was having to manage the men on site. And then during that time, my brother just started getting into airfields. So he was working on Glasgow airport. So. He was working on the taxiway, so when the planes came into land, they got to the taxiway, um, and he was doing all the tarmac in there and all the installation of the new AGL lights. So he asked me, "Did I want to come across and work for him?" And it was quite a bit more money than than what I was getting paid. So I then jumped onto airfields from about the age of 23, 24, and then I've kind of stayed in airfields for the last for the last kind of 10 years. And that's where I've been going about the country. I've been on Birmingham Airport, been in Glasgow two or three times, Edinburgh, Heathrow, Gatwick, and just finished Lossam out there as well. So that's kind of a, I have been in a, a kind of niche market for the last kind of eight to nine years in airfields.
0: And and, and starting up as a freelancer, I mean, um, I mean what was that experience like? Is, is that a complicated thing for, to do?
1: No, so... It's a lot easier than you think. So if you are an engineer, let's say, for example, you you work for a company just now and you were thinking that you maybe wanted to go more for yourself because you see people make more money, it's as easy as you setting up a limited company. So you just go into a website called Companies House, you get that set up. Um, and You can have that set up within a day. Well, you can get your company set up within an hour. You then have to, well, I had to go to the bank to basically get a bank account for it so you obviously name your company and then that's you basically got a company ready to rumble and then at that point there if you obviously work for if you like if i was to be a subcontractor to a company you just want to make sure you've got your public liability insurance and things like that in there Uh, but again it's very easy to get set up and if you have like if you already have contacts within the industry and you're half decent at your job then i don't think you'll have any problem with getting yourself work as a freelance person
0: Mm and yeah as you say uh, around 2008 2007 you're talking yeah. about um those first few jobs being sort of word of mouth people that you know how has linkedin changed that at the moment because obviously you're, you use linkedin a lot that's how we both met um uh, whilst working at gatwick airport how do you think linkedin's changed that now
1: so i think uh, i was never a social media person when i was younger um because when i was younger and like i would never like I never used my social media platform for work, just because when I was younger, it wasn't really in my head to do that. But I definitely feel now that whatever job you do, then it's it's very, very good to let people know what it is you do, because you never know when you might need someone, and you never know when that person's watching. Because if I didn't do LinkedIn or didn't post on LinkedIn, then I wouldn't be having this conversation with you. So I think LinkedIn is a very good place to get your business, but I think it's a good place to, for for people to to kind of know, like, and trust you, to to find out a wee bit more about you, to what your skills are and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's a great place to advertise any business and advertise yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I absolutely 100% agree. Yeah, and obviously what you do a lot as well on, on LinkedIn is, is post a lot about your fitness and your yep. fitness fitness coach side of things. How how do you make that transition then? For, well, because it's not a transition, because you're doing both sides still, aren't you? How, have you? how are you dovetailing the construction side of life with the fitness coach side of life? How does that work?
1: So when I, for example, I was working up in Lawson there since March. So that was basically since lockdown. And I was working every second weekend, usually between 10 to 12 hours per day. So it was, it was a lot of work. But I'm an early riser, so I used to get up each morning about... So during lockdown, I would get up early. I would get up about half past four, quarter to five. And when the germs were shut, I would do my workout basically in the house before I went to work. And then I would then coach people on what to eat for breakfast, what to eat for lunch, and basically just give them a little bit of accountability because it's something that that I struggled with for, for many years when I was younger. I was quite overweight when I was younger. And... For years I tried all sorts of diets and obviously you know yourself when you go online, it's a minefield when it comes to diets and so many people, including myself, I used to restrict myself at the weekends and I used to feel guilty about eating food and things like that. And then I hired a coach when I was 28, so that's coming up for five years. And then this coach, he basically basically taught me a good bit about nutrition. So I worked with him for six months where I met him one day a week but he also gave me a diet plan as well and he just completely changed the game for me because he just kind of let me learn a bit more about food he kind of taught me he kind of taught me what foods to eat in a, a simplistic way so that i didn't feel as if i was always calorie counting and from that i've actually had a coach like i've paid for the last four years i've paid a coach each month and it's not because uh, I feel as if I need the coach to tell me what to do it's just uh, it's good having somebody who's an accountability partner because I mainly help people now that and most of the people that I help I just help over a 30 to 60 day period I don't coach bodybuilders I just coach people that need a little bit of guidance I need to I just like to show people what's good for breakfast what's good for lunch and just kind of showing them like why they want to be getting their activity levels up. And that doesn't mean that you have to go and pound the gym. It just means that, just like doing what you were saying about trying to get out a walk a day and try and getting your steps up, and that's a big thing. So we don't have to be bodybuilders to to be able to do this. You just want to be someone where you might just need that little bit of help because it's something that I struggle with a lot and it all comes down to your diet is a big thing, but also as well, just make sure that you've got a bit of movement in there, whether that's going to the gym, it's getting a walk with a dog or getting out a run or play some squash or something
0: like that, whatever you can. Mm. And you mentioned their um, accountability partner, I think that's really yeah. good, it, yeah. I want to sort of compare this in terms of leadership skills and, uh, yeah. and, and um, the construction industry, because yeah. you talk about accountability partner and a whole lot of keeping fit and doing uh, exercise, eating the right things, it's just motivation in part, is that right do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's, um, I think it, it's, it's very, very easy not to like, not know what to do. So that's why that I, I have like that's why that I paid a coach because I needed to be guided, and I liked, I liked the idea of the thought process of what to eat was taken away from me. So they just said, look, because was I, I had a goal that I wanted to get in better shape, and at the time I wasn't really interested about what it was I had to do, and all I wanted was someone to say, do X, Y, Z. So I kind of felt as if I wanted to, to be an employee where I had a boss and he says, I want you to do X, Y, Z, so that I didn't have to think about it, I just did it. And I think that a lot of the times that's good because if you have someone who can guide you whereabouts you want to go, then I think that's a good form of leadership that way. So I got a coach because I needed to be led. And then because of that, I learn things about that um, you don't have to be super, super strict. I don't have to expect every single person to to know exactly what to do. Um, I don't have to, like, like I don't expect everyone to have an absolutely perf- uh, a perfect diet. I just want people to have a slightly better diet than they had before and just kind of build on it. And in order for me to do that, I have to kind of have a coach as well because I believe that if you like if you preach about having a coach then you have to have a coach yourself i think
0: mm. No, that sounds really important and um in terms of um the sort of motivational side of things and uh, is that applicable um to uh, the construction industry as well in keeping people motivated i mean when I spoke to Brandy last week uh, on episode one, we talked a lot about the sort of type of hours you work in, in yeah. construction, particularly in the aviation sector, it's a lot of late yeah. nights. Um, how, how about morale? I mean, is that a, a big thing?
1: Yeah, so um, obviously Brandy's a bit different for me because Brandy is a project manager. So my kind of roles have mainly been a subcontractor as an engineer and um, I have had a couple of roles that have been acting as a sub-agent so my leadership skills will be different from hers but in terms of my side of things it, it's like if you're working long hours then you obviously want to, you want to do your best to enjoy your work so I always feel that like, a big thing about construction and actually at one point about two years ago that I wanted out of it I just felt as if it was a, an industry that was it was a very negative industry, and I felt as if that I needed a little bit of a break from it. But then I, I then realized that, even though that we can be around like, quite a lot of people who might not share the same vision as us, but you can actually have a change in other people if you have a more positive mindset. And I know that myself, because you can tell when people are moaning and groaning, because I used to be the person where you used to go into a job and you say, oh, I can't do that, I can't do this. But then now, if you look at it from a point of view where you look at it and say, right, can I make this work? And that has a that definitely has an effect on the people around about you as well. So you can have an effect on the people about you if you have a good attitude yourself. And I suppose that's a kind of form of leadership.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, uh, positive, positive, positism uh, and yep. positivity, that's what I'm yep. going for. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, extremely important. Um, I, so are there any tips that you would uh, recommend for someone like myself in terms of how to motivate someone how to express optimism even if you're faced with a really challenging situation
1: i think you suppose well if i suppose if you're in the construction industry and you're working with people then i think it's good to understand what people want so if you're someone where let's say for example you're a trainee engineer and someone might not want to do the job, but then you need to kinda ask them what it is they want to be or what it is they want to get out of this. So a lot of the times when I was younger, when I used to work with my older brother, um it was quite difficult sometimes when you work with your older brother because obviously he told you what to do and it was hard work. <laughs> but then if you had someone there in the background who probably would have made my life a little bit easier. But if they'd said to you, in order for you to move and in order for you to move forward, you might have to and do a bit of crappy work. First of all, you might need to take a bit of stuff. Like you're, you seven-year your apprentice. So I think that when you're working with people, and if you want to get people motivated, then you maybe want to explain to them what the end goal is and and what you're trying to achieve as a team. So well, I think that could be a good thing. Set the vision. That's it. Exactly. Set the think that setting the vision. Setting the vision. And I think that a lot of the times obviously when you're when you're an employee and um, sometimes you can just be kind of stuck you can just be kind of stuck on your day-to-day task and um, that's kind of something that i've learned a lot more in the last three to four years where i try and read things that kind of cast your vision a bit bigger so a lot of the times now is that i'm an engineer but over the last definitely the last three to four years I've been thinking a lot bigger um, because I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to be in a job where I have to turn up to get paid. So that's kind of why that I've been doing other ventures when it comes to the fitness side of things just because I believe that I can help people in that. And that's something where obviously you can get paid from that online as well. Uh, but also as well, I like the idea of, of staying within construction because I believe that it is actually a good industry. There's a, there's a lot of scope where even though you're an engineer just now, um, or whatever your role in just well like, um, or whatever role you're doing as well too is that that can just be the kind of start of what you uh, can potentially do so i think that's important to to have good vision uh, like you said
0: mm. I, I guess that's also important in terms of fitness as well you've got to maintain yeah. that goal in your head of where you, where you want to get to yes um yeah. so sort of what 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 are your sort of goals in terms of um, your uh, aspirations where, where are you going to take your engineering uh, business and where are you going to plan to take fitness business are you going to go further?
1: Yeah so I think coming from the construction side of things I, I definitely so I've got I've already got a company that um, it was mainly just for my setting out and I uh, um, acted as a subcontractor to a few companies within the UK so that was good and um, the thing is when you work with these kind of companies is, is that because the, even though that I worked there for a long period of time and it was great, is that in order to to grow that um, I think I had to like, I think you have to move on and I think you might need to go and do something on your own. So my goals are, is that um, I've started another company with my friend who has a, a labour hire company. So he is the same age as me, he's, uh, he's young, he's, he's um, ambitious and he basically supplies labour to sites across Scotland so if you're on a construction site and you need 10 joiners there um, that's the sort of stuff that he does whereas my background is, is that I've been the person and I've been building the jobs and we've been offered to build 10 houses in Glasgow and we're basically just gonna get that finalised we've got a meeting tomorrow so the plan is with that is that we want to grow that business in terms of we're going to build houses but we're just going to be doing the groundworks and then ideally the plan with that is, is that when you are doing jobs like that you're you're just in a, a room with people who are different players are people who are actually buying land and things like that so the goals would be for me would be to build the business in terms of uh, doing the ground works if, for these developers with uh, the intention to looking at buying my own land with my business partner and then obviously building own houses so I would like to do that but also as well the two of us are are still going to be on the tools in terms of we want to build it so that it's actually us that are building it so I'm going to do the setting out um, at the start and he's actually a monoblocker by trade so we're going to be kind of like, we're going to be working in the business and on the business as well so that's my kind of goals for the construction side of things I definitely think I'll go back into the aviation at some point uh, but I don't know when I don't know when that'll be but that's an industry where um, it's interesting work it's a, a very niche market that uh, but it's good work it's good work I liked
0: it no, fantastic uh, in terms of the fitness coaching are you develop that yeah. any
1: further Yeah, so the fitness, at the moment, um, what I'm doing is is that I'm actually just completing my personal training certificate. Uh, I don't think I will be a face-to-face personal trainer. I don't think I will be, but I'll never say never. Uh, What I think I would like is that most of the people that I help, like, I just love training myself. I love it because uh, when I got in better shape where I lost weight and... I felt more confident when I looked at myself in the mirror. That made me have bigger goals in life. So this is why that I want to help more people on the on the online side of things, where I want to help them with their diet. I want to help them improve by getting along with the gym and just feeling better about themselves. So I can see myself creating a, a community, uh, potentially within construction or just business owners, where I feel as if that it's a place where that, we can work like we can work long hours but we can also still look after our health as well and we can still like we can still show up for our family we can still feel and look good but we can also build a business and a company at the same time as well so i think from a fitness point of view i'll do more kind of online coaching but it might be more like potentially life coaching I'm not too sure but because like i'm not saying life coaching because i'm not getting my life sussed eh, i definitely don't have it all sussed out but i think it's good to to work with someone who is actually out there doing a bit of business as well, uh, and obviously just sharing my struggles, because because every single day I have struggles, but I just do my best to, to try and fix them and just try and deal with them, and I know that um, being fit and healthy is a huge part of that, and it helps with your mindset as well, big mm-hmm. time.
0: Absolutely, I, and I think it is, uh, you know, very important for the construction industry as well, um, yeah. Because so many of us within the construction industry, we just work so many odd hours and yeah. far away yeah. from home. Um, I've, uh, as we've discussed them before, set myself a challenge of trying to run a mile uh, a day from the 1st of December to, to the 24th, trying to raise some money for a, a charity that's very close, well, I'll say charity, really? a hospital that's very close to me, uh, that's... Mm-hmm. that's um looked after me and my family in the last year Mm -hmm. um and um i used to be big into running but i haven't for for years um so this is really going to be couch potato to to Mm -hmm. to running uh in in Mm -hmm. a matter of weeks and uh, i probably like a lot of people uh throughout lockdown started off just uh, overeating in the evenings and cakes and drinking way more alcohol than they would normally so i like proper piled on the pounds this year yeah. Um what what's your advice for people like me who um have sort of uh got into those bad habits during lockdown yeah um but then uh you know trying to to make a positive i've sort of treated it as like christmas never really ended and i'm yeah. getting out to christmas <laughs> 2020 and like i've I done anything this year in terms of looking after myself um yeah what, what would be your sort of advice for, for myself and people well, like me i i
1: think because obviously a lockdown happened then a lot of people were in the house it's it's dead easy to lose routine and I've kind of noticed it already where I was working up in lossiemouth and I worked 10 hours a day at least it's very very easy to have a routine when you get up in the morning you have to be in work so what I say to people is is that a routine is the best way for for you to have order in your life so if you are if you are if you're still working from home and you feel as if you're struggling then you want to try and start to get yourself into a team where you're getting up in the morning even though you might say well i don't have anything to get up for you're better off getting up early and getting yourself to get some clothes on and go a walk because just getting that is it, it, when you're out and about and you, you don't have to be in the gym you don't have to be running you just have to get out and go a walk for 20 minutes and just doing that is a great way to Get your head in the game for the day ahead. Also, as well, you can go out and get a podcast. Where a podcast where it's something that might be helping you learn a new skill. So, let's say for example that for ages you've been wanting to take up French. So that's that's a perfect time to go out and do that. So if you learn something the first thing in the morning, it's just going to set yourself off for a good day. So that's like, that's the first tip I would say is that getting up, even though you might not have anything to get up for and if you get up and you set the day off strong with that that's a great way to start the day so that's a great tip to start with
0: so get it get a routine
1: getting a routine routine and uh, when it when it comes to the diet side of things if you feel as if that you've been having a bit more drink than normal you might not be doing that if you were in a job where you had to be there at eight o'clock every morning so just treat a monday to friday or a monday to thursday as your days where you work and you want to be focused Because we don't really need to have a drink of wine every single night, do we? We don't need to do it. It, it, It's just just being greedy. But it's easy, and I know, like, I speak from experience where, like, I can relate to a lot of people because I know the feeling of eating myself into a pulp. I know where I, like, I can eat myself into depression. I can drink because it's convenient. I can eat takeaways because it's convenient. I know that because I've done all that myself. But you just need to, you kind of have to have the kind of end goal like yourself where you're saying right I've, I, I've put on a bit of weight in order for me to get this off eh, if I just cut out the wine if I just cut out the wine a Monday a Monday to Friday or a Monday to Thursday and I, I go at a walk every morning for half an hour and instead of having a and chocolate with my tea um, I'm just going to have a, a three solid meals a day where I'm going to try and eat some veg in each meal. I'm going to try and drink a couple of litres of water each day. If you do stuff like that, that'll completely change the way, like it'll completely change everything. Also as well, don't feel as if that every single meal has to be perfect. Just look at what you're doing just now and just kind of look and say, what can I do to make tomorrow better? Like you don't have to be perfect because if you just have have small changes, then they start to build. And then, and then before you know it, you've got a very good routine in place. So I, I, I would say that it's a good thing is to to have a good routine. And if anyone watches this and you feel as if you're struggling with that, if you want to send me a message, then I can send you a message, no problem at all. You can tell me what you're currently doing and I'll be able to just give you some tips, some minor tips, what you could do to change. And I'll try and not make it too drastic so that you're like, and, and I can't do that. Because a big thing that I try and do with people is, is I ask. I ask people about what their current routine is and I try and do my best to try and keep it quite similar so that they don't feel as if they're changing things um in a big way that they're gonna struggle with.
0: That sounds sounds really amazing. Um so just to finalise on sort of some leadership bits then, um, what would you say, what are the sort of three words you'd use to best try and describe leadership?
1: three words, good, you put me in the spot mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. um, so three words I can see these will probably be three sentences I will say I don't think we'll struggle <laughs> with three words so leadership um, I think you have to have courage, I would say courage is a good one you need to have courage mm. um, I think you have to be a little bit selfish sometimes in order to be a leader because you might need to I think that in order for you to um, sail the boat, in terms of like to take like to take the team to the end goal, then you might have to like you might have to be a little bit selfish in the way you do things. Um, and the third one, I would say that you I think I think you have to have about a bit of passion in what you do in order to be a leader. I find that, and I think a lot of times people think that in order to be a leader you have to lead 10 people or 20 people. But if you go on a diet and you lose half a stone and then you inspire your wife to do that, then that there is leadership because you've basically led her to a healthier lifestyle. So don't think that just because you're only helping one person, your action, then that's not leadership. It is.
0: Sort of lead by example. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Brilliant. Brilliant. Exactly. Right, well, I think we'll uh, leave it there then. Graham, thank you very much for being a, de- a guest uh, on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Um, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Michael. And I will they speak to you again soon, buddy. Speak to you soon. Thank you, mate. Take care. Yeah, bye-bye.